Does this feel weird? That I was talking to my friend or that we're doing music now? No, yeah, that we're starting now. Yes, it does. A little. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast edition of the show. We have already spoken to our guest, a good friend of Alex's, that we'll have on in just a couple of minutes because um, if you have, you've probably seen pictures of it, but you need to know more about Over the Edge and oh uh, who it benefits, the Victory Center, because way too many people are afflicted in so many ways by cancer and they are there to help at no cost. And you might not know about them, or maybe you've heard about it, or at least seen the Over the Edge pictures, but would love for you if you know anybody or ever have to deal with a battle with cancer, um, they're there for you. So we'll get to Kimberly Newman, not of NBC24, wherever the heck she was in South Bend, um, retired meteorologist in just a couple of minutes. Yes, we need to get some mental health people down that wall. Do we know of anybody? Elijah. Scott Silek. I don't know if he'd be up for it at the moment. Um, I got. Th- I was thinking about uh, like which media person would I like to see it if they're afraid of heights, or which media person <laughs> would I like to see go splat. And um, I know Melissa Andrews has done it before. And when her and I were having a little thing, not that thing, but like a not talking to each other thing. She could have gone splat and something else. I didn't want to keep being too snarky with with Kimberly, but I've noticed this from this has to be the fifth year of them doing it here. Maybe more. Nobody takes um, a, a good picture while you're on the side of a building. Yeah, I don't think that's possible unless you go in the building and take a picture from the window. Right, right. But when you're doing the thumbs up, like you can you can see the discomfort in the person. I, I still can't yeah. get, I still can't get the picture of Chris Proctor out of my head being on the side of the building. I, I would be just terrified. Like I, I, it's like, it's not one of those things that I would say no to, but I do not like heights like that. Like I can do a roller coaster, but even then as I'm getting older, it just registers more and more how dangerous things are. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'll pass. Right. Um, I'm fairly certain with over the edge, no one has ever fallen. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what that means? That they're due. <laughs> Shut I'm, up, Eric. Quit it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It is a great event. It's a great event. Yeah. I want to go. Can we go together? We can go. We can go together. Yeah. I'm um, excited. So some things to get to here on the uh, the front part of the podcast. Um, we're going to take this from uh, the don't read the comments file. But did you see that uh, Fremont is having a pride day? I did. And I caught the post maybe 20 minutes after they shared it. So there was only a couple comments and they were all positive, but I could, would not be surprised if they went south very quickly. Yeah. Um, and and I, I put this out there. I thought for a minute it was a parade and I know people are really upset to be missing the parade this year. And there's still some confusion about, wait a second, live at the park? Wait, it's, it's sessions. So I'm trying to get Lexi on to come do that, but that's in August, but this is in July. Do you need to get that? It's James Rye. I will call him back. Okay. Actually. Uh, where is it? So it's, um, and actually, it, it, sorry, I, I sent to the email today that it's a parade. It is not. It's a pride festival. It goes from 1230 to 830 um, in Fremont. The mayor was all for it. He's like, I know this is probably going to bring some heat, but good for him for doing it there. Um, July 10th, 1230 to 830, Walsh Park. It's $5. There's a couple events leading up to it to uh, do some fundraising for it, but like I said, um, I'm excited for this for people that wish we had our pride here a little sooner during Pride Month, and uh, it always gives me an, an opportunity to see 
how dumb people are to say, can we have straight parade too? Where can I yeah. have my straight people parade? Yeah, I, I think the post that I saw today was like, all you snowflakes and all your obsessive needs to have pride parties and festivals in your name. And I'm just like, shut the, shut the hell up. Shut up. Like, are, are you the snowflake for being offended by all yeah, these things? I just, I mean, if I, I have always thought that. I, it's like, if you're calling somebody else a snowflake, you yourself are a snowflake. Like, right. move on. Right. You know, it's, it's not your thing. That's fine. Move on. Your inability to control yourself and your obsessive need to insult someone because you're offended by it makes you yourself a snowflake, maybe a dirty yeah. snowflake, maybe a snowflake that gets dog urine on it later, but still a snowflake. I want every oppressed and marginalized people in the history of civilization to have a parade just so yeah. that guy can be. Can we have a straight guy parade, too? Yeah. Yeah. Just obnoxious. Um, did you catch any of the, the eclipse at all? I caught pictures. I did plan on watching the eclipse, but I forgot that um, we're still sharing a car and Thomas didn't have to be at work today until eight. So I got an extra hour of sleep. So I took full advantage of that. Okay. I didn't know if we were able to see it here and I didn't chat with Janet much this week to get the astrological meaning of it. But there's some, some pretty like unbelievable and cosmic pictures of what's happening yes. uh, floating around out there it, it looks like cool. a movie yeah yeah um, it's pretty cool so i did something today that uh i i don't do like i'm not do you lose things yes what do you lose my memory um okay. <laughs> um i lose the remote from time to time um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's anything specifically. I don't lose my keys cause I have a spot for them. Um, my lipsticks all the time, all okay. the time. So you've, you've got some, some loser DNA, DNA in you. Correct. Um, I do not. I like when I misplace my keys and, and I did a couple weeks ago with my dad, uh, I'm more dumbfounded that I actually did it than, mm -hmm. than concerned that. I've left it somewhere. I've lost it or anything like that. I don't lose things, thankfully. I don't lose the, the things that people normally do. Debit cards, well, debit cards or license, keys or cell phone. Mm -hmm. um, but, and I don't do this either, but today somehow it happened. But it, it's, it's, it was fascinating how both sides of my brain worked. So I, I don't use my front door when I come home. I go in through the garage and then there's mm -hmm. obviously a door in there. And that's the same way I leave. For the first time since I've lived where I lived, somehow when I was closing the door going to the garage, I locked it. So you can't get in? Correct. And Ooh. I immediately called my neighbor. Um, she didn't answer and I had just given her an extra key like a week or so ago, but she wasn't home and she didn't call me back for like 45 minutes. And it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. In fact, a Ashley has my other extra key. I need to get one for Josh. But Jim from yesterday. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Eric said, hi, Jim. <laughs> uh, he was talking about the call that came in while we were talking. Do, do you need to tend to anything? No, he handled it. Okay, we won't go real long here today. So then how would you get in your house? The other side of my brain left the front door unlocked. <laughs> Look at that. Always looking out for yourself. I, if that if it wasn't that I was like is there any chance I didn't lock the the sliding door but 
I again, and I was more stunned that I that somehow I did it than mm-hmm. I was like, what do I do? I don't know if I've ever forgotten something like that. Actually, today I didn't bring my keys because for some reason I thought Thomas was going to bring them out of the house for me. And so I realized this morning that I didn't have my keys to get into any of my work buildings. So I guess that's like something. But I don't, the only thing I lose all the time is my lipstick. And I, because I have so many and I wear like red on one day and like a nude on another day and like a dark brown on another day. And um, I remember I bought like a really expensive Fenty lipstick, like 40 bucks, and I lost it the next day. <laughs> Is that like, don't, don't a lot of people lose their chapstick? Yes, it's the same. I lose chapstick, lipstick, um, the things that I carry with me, like in my purse. And if I'm carrying my purse on the weekend, but then I have my work bag on Monday, I have to transport all of those things. The only other thing that's important that I lose is my debit cards and my ID because I don't have a wallet. And right. I move from a purse to a work bag, purse to a work bag. And then my work bag is open. So if like I have to stop abruptly and my bag spills over in the car, everything spills out with it. And I also have a bad habit of putting my debit card in my pocket. And then it falls out of my pocket. It's fallen out in a toilet once. It's like you have to pull mm. your pants down to use the bathroom and whatever's right. in your butt pocket comes out. My debit card's done that. All sorts of stuff. My So I don't have a wallet and people... People will always ask, like, why don't you have a wallet? Where do you carry your, carry your debit card? And I'm like, in my pocket or mm-hmm. someplace else. But my debit card and license are always together. Like, they're, yep. they're practically like one card. So I do have small bouts of panic. Like, if I mm-hmm. look down in my console and I'm like, why isn't my debit card? Like I can tell the thickness when the two cards are together and I look down, I'm like, I only see the green card, but not the, not the license. I'm like, oh my God, did I drop it somewhere? It's just somewhere else in the console. But like they are connected like like they were born that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, so if I lose one, I lose another. Yep. The only other time that I have lost like my ID and not my debit card is when I've had to show my ID. So I've had to like show my ID for a drink, but not necessarily pull my card out to pay for it. And it winds up in two different places. Well, with you changing bags too, I could see how you, that, that you could lose it very easily. Yeah, I change bags like multiple, it's daily. Like I have my work bag during the day. And then if I'm going somewhere at night, I have to put what I need in my purse. Always happens with like, I know this is TMI, sometimes like tampons. And so like, I'm like, damn it, I forgot to put tampons in my purse. Now I got to go to the store or you know what I mean? So it's just a mess. I am always without tampons. So I do know the feeling. I know they're really, they're like uh, essential, you know? Um, I don't know if you'll understand this, but maybe, maybe you, well, your mom lives in the apartment too. So yeah. I saw something I've, ne- so I am, I am the old get off my lawn guy in the neighborhood when I see stuff. So like, is my mom. I always have, I have a criticism. Like you left, <laughs> your, you left your cans out too long. Like, are you going to call Republic to get a, um, a big haul away? Um, all kinds of nonsense. If there's something I can be critical of in the neighborhood, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always kind of laugh and I, I just, I think people are of lesser intellect who can't figure out what day to put their recycling out. <laughs> um, and that's a common occurrence. Like I just look at that as an IQ test. But today I saw something I've never seen before, but I was happy to see it. Um, it, it like same thing, my, my criticisms will be like, oh, there's no way they're going to get your, your trash can. With that stuff sticking out of there, no chance. 
So today I saw that there was a envelope, uh, like an envelope and a letter attached to two people's garbage cans out in front of my house. And it's telling people to put their waste in bags in the trash can. It's to put their what? Oh, oh, the the trash can folks, like the Republic's people gave them like a note? Yeah, it says put, put your trash in bags in the trash can. Don't just put waste in the can. I totally thought you were about to say it was the people that gave tips to the garbage man so that they could get their like bulk item. Like, please take this. Oh. Here's some money. <laughs> yeah, I think those are different people. But I've never, do, have people done that? I don't know, but it, it's not a bad idea. And I'm not, so it's the, I'll, I'll post the note on Instagram later on, but it says, let us help you because um, I've seen the garbage, the Republic guy come around my neighborhood and I've heard words that I did not want to ever hear. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing racist, but I've heard like the F word and motherfucker, like used with such violence and aggression. I was mm. concerned. I was like, guys, dogs, we got to get in the house right now because yeah. people will overfill the cans or have loose stuff in the cans and he's got to go out and pick it up. Can you imagine if like you just tossed a dirty diaper in the can? Oh. You know what? And I feel bad. I actually do that. Not to like... We have dumpsters where I live. Obviously, I don't. I don't live in like residential, but um, we have dumpsters. But I would say um, I had Sunny here at the center once, and I had picked up her poop with a poop bag and just tossed it in the um, in our like trash can that's out back. That's not a dumpster. It gets dumped like traditional trash would, like if we were owned a home. And um, I feel bad. I probably shouldn't have done that. Like I never really thought of it like that. Can you imagine if there was a dirty diaper that got put in the trash? Wait, so you just threw the poop in there? You didn't put it in a bag? No, it was in a poop bag. And it was oh. tied and knotted, but it that's was fine. still loose. That's No, that, that I think that's mostly fine. Okay. Um, I think it's like, yeah, when people are voluminous with what they put in their trash can oh without gosh. putting it back. Because I have nothing but small bags in my trash can because of all the, because of all the pooping Andre does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but, 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 what else? What so, uh... Jonathan Carlisle, last week's Vaximillion winner, is some people are doing stories on him and like, how's your life changed? And I still invited him on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I was reading the story in the Blade today, and he he's not quitting his job. Um, Good. And this is, boy, Amazon is going to give him something extra because when you read stuff about Amazon, it's two yeah. things: they're hiring or they're sweatshops, and <laughs> he really loves his job. In fact, there's a quote from his boss in there saying he is a model employee. Um, and I guess Jonathan says it fits his his passions or interests of he likes driving. And he says when he brings deliveries, like he must have some kind of Santa complex because he loves seeing the kids so happy when he brings deliveries to them. That sounds Aww, like Santa Claus. That does sound like Santa Claus. So That's sweet. His girlfriend uh, quit her job, and this is not like private stuff. This is in the paper. She quit her job so she can take care of their three kids. They're going to put some money down to buy a house. A million might not be enough um, with the housing market right now, but it, it it's very ho hum. But they seem like really good people. Yeah, he. I was. You know what? When I saw him and I saw the Amazon uniform, that was. Do you remember when we talked about this earlier? And we like, we really hope it goes to good, deserving people. Like obviously us, 
but it you know if not like we really hope it goes to folks who really could use it where it really would change their lives um and when i saw the amazon uniform and like he just seemed so like homey and i don't mean that in like a negative way but just the gray beard and the you know what i mean yeah i was so happy to see that and i was like i mean i'm a little bitter because i i'm convinced that that means there's not going to be another winner in our area but fine like good for him um and and i heard he was going to buy a house and obviously i've been personally victimized by the housing market for 2020 2021 so i was like good for you good for you that's really great with the love he's giving to Amazon about how much he loves his job. Jeff Bezos needs to take him on his space flight. I mean, the only thing that I may have been like, Ugh, you know, if, if any, cause like 95% of me is completely happy. And enjoy, like, I, I'm like, I like this guy. I don't even know you. I like you. Um, he's like, he did say in a news story, he's like, yeah, man, I heard they were giving away a million bucks. So I went down and got myself a vaccine. <laughs> like, God damn it. I, I, I know like, <laughs> that's not the mindset, but that's, the, that's, ex- he's exactly the person who yeah. is, cause there are some people who are going to be like, you couldn't pay me to do it. And now that you're trying to pay me, I'm definitely not doing it. But he's that person in the middle who can be like, yeah, I'll take a shot. Like, I'll buy the lottery ticket. And then he can carry the message of no side effects or I feel fine. I'm glad I got it because somebody next to me got it and I'm protected. And that's how we get to whatever number we have to get to for herd immunity. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a, I saw today an, an NFL quarterback with the Panthers said he's not getting vaccinated. Um, and he said, because like he's not, he's not, he doesn't, he, you don't know what could be in it. Like it was, just, I know other people have said this, but to see somebody like who you recognize mm-hmm. say it, it just kind of crystallized. Like you, you're not a scientist. <laughs> like I know there's a distrust of big pharma, but you realize that like if they gave out this vaccine and everybody died, then they would have no one to sell drugs to. I would say I actually like it because it's just another example of just because you're a public figure or you're an athlete doesn't mean that you're required to have like to to hold a certain kind of, you know, idea or to, you know, I I like that he's like sticking with his thoughts on that. And he's just like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And he's actually sharing it. I think LeBron refuses to say if he got it or not. I would prefer for LeBron to to express his stance you know i like i'm not i'm i'm in favor of this but then like that kind of attitude goes into other stuff and then i'm like okay now you're just being stupid but for this like i get it i understand well is he being is he is that player being stupid no i don't think so i don't think so i am not there's plenty of people in my life that i know that are not vaccinated and have not gotten the vaccine and you know for the reasons that they feel like are extremely valid that don't show a mistrust in science it's just a this is what i'm comfortable with if that makes any sense i'm i'm mo- i'm mostly fine with that it's the yeah. i don't know what's in it and the mistrust yeah. of science that i have a problem with because I look. I we 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 talked the other day. Like, there's backroom things that happen in politics and things that we'll never know. But I do believe that <clears throat> to end a global pandemic, yeah. um, the altruism is at the forefront of um, of of this whole project to get the whole planet vaccinated. Because again, 
if half the planet dies or if they kill half the planet because of the vaccine, then there's less then there's less customers. So I um, don't know if you saw this because I heard if you share anything on Facebook COVID related, it gets held for like two weeks or something. I shared an article the other day. I have just learned that people who have autoimmune diseases like lupus, the vaccine has shown to the study is coming out that says the vaccine is less effective for people like me. Did you see that? It's very, it's very likely. I believe it. They did come out and say when the, you know, in December and in January, when the vaccine was rolling out and people were starting to get their first doses, they said there wasn't enough research to determine if it was safe for people like me. But I went ahead and consulted with my doctor and did it anyway, pretty early on. And now there's more research coming out. And that research is saying people who have autoimmune diseases take medications that can counter the efficacy of the vaccine. And so you can get the vaccine, but please be aware that it will be less effective for you. And I was like, oh, great. (laughs) You know, I wasn't upset, but I was just like, there it is. Like, that's an example of what we know or don't know in February is going to there's going to be more stuff that comes out in June that we're learning and then more stuff that will come out in September and December and on and on and on. Yeah, because we get farther out from what happened and we have new information. Yeah, I'm sure at some point somebody thought smoking wasn't as lethal and carcinogenic as it was. And then, yeah. then Philip Morrison, whoever, covered up what they knew and kept selling cigarettes. But at some point, we didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and if I had to guess, and obviously, I mean, for those that are listening, or if you're new, I am I'm not a scientist. Um, I just attempt things. But if I had to guess how this played out, like if there was a negative, we would have things like that, not where like, an arm is going to fall off or mm-hmm. like half the planet is going to drop dead. It would be things like what you just mentioned. So I find um, when you watch Awake, the Gina Rodriguez movie, they, um, the scientists kind of put something together and just, you'll see what I mean. And it was something, it was like a cocktail that they just threw together. And um, tell me if you notice like, or if you have the same opinion as I do, it's pretty fun. It was funny. It was interesting. It's not funny. It's a serious movie, but it was interesting. Just in case I don't get to it. Tell me what the funny part is. So the, the, um, the movie, the, the plot of the movie is that something happens and what happens affects humans. It affected like um, electricity and cars and also the human brain. And so humans are now no longer able to sleep. You cannot, your body cannot physically be unconscious, even when you've been harmed. Like there was a guy that got shot and he couldn't, he didn't like pass out from the pain. He was alive until he just died. And so um, when the human body doesn't get any sleep after hours and days and days and weeks, your ability to focus and function gets lower and lower and lower. Clarity is not there. Critical thinking skills not there. So the scientists had created like some sort of medication cocktail that basically gave you adrenaline to be able to function, but they created it so quickly that it was causing neurological damages. So all of the scientists had really bad shakes in their hands and they had to like hold their hands so that you couldn't see that they were shaking and, you know, all sorts of stuff. But I was like, oh, it's like the COVID vaccine, except there's nothing wrong with the COVID vaccine. Right. <laughs> it's the, you know what I mean? It's the theatrical, um, you know, example of what people think is happening to folks who get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, like people people <laughs> that see that movie, you'll be like, no way, not a chance. I ain't getting yeah. those shakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
One last thing I have to tap into your expertise for. So there is a, uh, a homeless person uh-huh. with a dog that I see a couple times a week at Reynolds and Airport. Uh-huh. Today, I saw another guy. Actually, I saw that same guy at the Taco Bell at Central and Secor. And then at another corner of that same intersection, I saw another guy with another dog. Uh-huh. The people with the dogs, like, it makes my heart ache. And mm-hmm. I am not usually inclined, unless I have, like, a, a very close-up encounter with a homeless person. But is there any way to help those people? Like, what, what should... You know, I, I would almost want to say, hey, can I get the dog to a shelter for you? Although I know that that dog might be keeping that person alive. So there isn't any shelters that I know of that will accept animals temporarily. Like there have been like situations where people had to be rehomed or where people were losing their housing or, you know, had to be even hospitalized for a couple of weeks and there was nowhere for their animal to go. Like you might find individuals that are more likely to take that person in than organizations that are more likely to take that dog in. But um, panhandling does not necessarily equate to homelessness. There's a lot of people who are housed who still panhandle. Um, so he may not be homeless, especially because he has a dog. He may, or he may not be. You, you don't, there's, I'd had plenty of clients who were housed, stable housing, roof over their head, bed to sleep on and couch. And they were still panhandling because whatever money they were getting from SSI, um, and whatever food stamps they were getting were not enough to support their life. So they felt like they had to panhandle on top of that because they could make decent money from it. So Ta- tax free, get some vitamin uh-huh. D. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and the, the guy that I see regularly does not look run down as a lot of the homeless people that I see at tree or the people at street corners yeah. that I see. Like there is a, there's a black woman, um, little, little overweight, like she looks like she's 90. She's probably half that age. Yeah. Like she looks like she's had a rough life. And I see her at the Wendy's at airport Reynolds all the time. And she just looks like, like hell beat her over. Um, yeah. this, this, this gentleman with the dog does not look like that. Um, so, <clears throat> and there's also places, there's some food pantries that will also give you food for dogs and cats and litter and stuff. So even though he's low income, his dog could probably still be eating pretty well if he's utilizing the resources he's supposed to, but maybe stop and ask him like, Hey, sir, like, do you have housing? If he doesn't have housing, then I can give you a couple numbers of somebody he can call that can start the um, application so that he could um, become housed, but he cannot go to a shelter with a dog. Right. And I don't know about you, but I would absolutely sleep on the street if it meant that I got to keep Sonny and Pete. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. I, I almost wish that these people were at less busy intersections. Mm-hmm. So now I know, like, I could get into the Wendy's parking lot and go talk to somebody, but um, I mean, yeah. If you're at a quieter intersection, maybe you can have a have a you have better chance at maybe having a connection. These yeah. people, but and the dog is more likely to be in better condition, I feel like, than the human because the dog can eat trash out of the yeah. trash, like he can eat food that other people have tossed out. And that dog, like, is probably everything to this guy. So, yeah. like, all of the emotional support that he needs for the circumstances he's in, that dog is absolutely the best thing for him. And you know, I don't, I don't know if the dog really minds if he's sleeping in a tent compared to a house because right. he's with this human. People can eat out of the trash too. 
people I mean, can and they do. But, right, right. You know. um, but no, if if there was like a leftover chick, like Ruby the Corgi, uh, Ruby has never said no to a discarded <laughs> wing outside of fr- frickers on the street. I don't know if a human being would do the same thing. Probably accidentally gets a cigarette or two in her mouth oh and she's like, Bleh. <laughs> Ruby. Today I was talking to my dad, wrapping up our first walk of the day, and I let them not off the leash. They were still tethered. And these two idiots are licking something off of the ground. Like something yep. was in that puddle. It wasn't yep. water, something from the trash being taken. And I'm like, get, get over here. Stop that. Yeah, that's exactly right. But then again, they lick their own penises. So. <laughs> Petey looks his wiener yep. every time he takes a pee. And then sometimes right the butthole, too. He's like, got to clean it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, mine well, is clean enough. I don't kiss my dogs. Yep. Thankfully, mine is clean enough. There, I, I just let it pee straight out and go, you know what? It's clean. So. That's disgusting. I know. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll introduce Kimberly here, and I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Without further ado... Um, a familiar name. Maybe you remember Kim Ruley from her time at NBC24. She was a great media, meteorologist over there. She's a friend of Alex's, and she wants, she wants to tell you all about things at the Victory Center and Over the Edge. Welcome, and um, thank you for st- taking some time to talk about the Victory Center. And uh, before anything, I would like to praise you and commend you for breaking up with traditional media and being able to leave it in your past because it's very hard it, it sinks its, it sinks your its fangs into you it tells you that it loves you it gets you drunk it makes you uh it, it's, it's got its toxins in you and you think you can never leave it but you're like you know what I'm done telling all you people what the weather's gonna be use your apps I'm gonna raise money for cancer people I really am. And you know what's so funny? I used to call it an unrequited love. You give it everything you have. You give it your weekends. You give it your free time and your your energy and your affection. And you get so little back in return. Um, especially when you're a 30-something and you're looking for a job to really satisfy you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beyond a couple of uh, photos from viewers that are unsolicited. So. <laughs> It really, uh, it really has been such a treasure and really, really wonderful to me to make this um, shift in my life, transition, I guess. Um, and the timing was right. And wow, I, I felt really lucky that a lot of folks actually advocated for me to move to the Victory Center and get this position. So it feels like it was meant to be. And now I'm in a special event planning position where I can use my connections from the media, which mm-hmm. are coming in handy. And it, it's really nice to have that name recognition. But I'm still out in the community and doing things now that I feel really, really good about. Perhaps you've heard of me. I used to tell you about all the two-hour delays that you need to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know me from somewhere. <laughs> um, well, good. Yeah, and I've, I'm have i glad I was... I mean, I would have had John and whatever. If Alex was like, Kimberly was to come on about and talk about, like, whatever. I'd be like, fine. But I'm glad you're uh, at the Victory Center. And even if you weren't Alex's friend, I would have loved to have had you on because I remember... Um, in my final days at, at iHeart, they had wanted to do some things, and yeah. I think some of my old coworkers, who now too have also been fired, um, yeah. got got to do some of that stuff. And I, as I've told you, I will not do it. I don't care how how tied up I am to the to the side of a building. And you could tell me there's less than zero. You could tell me there's a better <laughs> chance that I would fly than fall, and I still wouldn't do it. But but heights are my unbreakable rule. But I am more than happy to tell. 
whoever that it's a great thing. People have a blast doing it, and it's for an incredible cause. So tell us all about it. Oh, thank you. Yes, faithful listener, I did reach out to Eric almost immediately, and I said, not please will you. I said, you have to do this. And what did you say to me? There are two things I don't do in life. <laughs> Alex, what are they? What Heights. Are they, Alex? Heights and uh band-aids oh that's right you weirdo that's right what if it has um iron man on it no no not at all no (laughs) kimberly you could have said i want you to eat like rotten octopus rotten uncooked octopus guts or whatever and you say you're raising money for a great cause and i'd be like you know what put it in a bun and let's roll that's funny the heights not a chance (laughs) don't even think about it that is exactly what this event is so a lot of folks have had questions about it in the past because you may pass by the event and go what is that we want to do this and i'm thrilled to be able to say that the victory center actually has exclusive rights to over the edge so over the edge is a global company they are based out of nova scotia canada and it's really just a group of what you would expect canadians to be doing uh, these incredible (laughs) thrill seekers um is that too much of a stereotype? Um, no, it was just, it was hilarious. No, I thought you were going to say, like, playing hockey. <laughs> playing hockey and drinking Tim Hortons. Well, you got to do something in the summer when the ice melts. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Our over-the-edge global team is unbelievable. They're supportive. They are smart. And they are, yes, very safe, Eric. So it really doesn't require any um, previous knowledge, training, or expertise we are sending people 16 stories down the side of the Prometica building in Levis Square, uh, rappelling down the building. It usually takes folks anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to make it from rooftop to oh. the landing zone in the ground. And um, it's, it's incredible. Now, the Victory Center is obviously uh, meant to serve as a safe space for cancer patients who are going through treatment. We have people come in here who say, my insurance isn't covering this. We are going into debt because of my treatment and what the Victory Center wants to do is relieve some of that stress by offering free services like uh, reflexology. We do energy work like Reiki Mm. to balance your chakras. We have um, all sorts of great programming like art therapy classes, yoga, um, and then we offer counseling and um, support groups for people to really just talk it out. So Mm. everything is free of charge to our cancer patients who walk through that door, survivors, caregivers, and um, it's because of fundraisers like Over the Edge that we're able to make that happen. Kimberly, are you ever surprised, especially being um, in a new position there, that that more people don't know about the Victory Center? Because I had never heard about it until, you know, like I said, a couple of years ago when Mm -hmm. they came with the Over the Edge idea. I was like, this is incredible. And it's it, we all know someone, usually some ones, who yeah. are afflicted by cancer, and I would think everybody would want to tap into this. Are you ever surprised by that more people don't know about it? I'm shocked. Honestly, what you're asking is the number one question we get from people, or maybe I should say the number one comment or statement, uh-huh. uh, I wish I had known about this sooner. And it's the people who are now in remission, who didn't have the support, of the Victory Center because they didn't know about us while they were going through treatment, or it's a parent who now has a child going through cancer. And by child, I mean anyone from the age of, you know, eight, nine, 10, all the way through adulthood. And, you know, now these parents are saying, well, my daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer and we're so glad 
that we know you exist because then we can we can tap into this community resource. Um, it's really special to have those folks come through the door. We work um, out of two separate locations. Our one is on Central Avenue right next to the Espresso Car Wash. And the other one is at Mercy Health in the Cancer Center. And what oftentimes happens is the nurse practitioners, the nurse navigators, the oncology doctors will literally point down the hallway and say, when you're done with treatment today, go to the Victory Center. And they mm. walk in here and they may have just gotten done with treatment. They may have just gotten some bad news and we can help them. You know, we can help them process. We can help them pick up the pieces and really figure out what's next. Awesome. Um, what does Over the Edge do? Like, how does that raise money? Do you like, do you time people? Do you take bets? Like who can get down the building fastest? <laughs> like, I think that one, that, that person is going to cry the most. This one over here, they're definitely going to pee their pants. How does that? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, all, not... all of those would be me, by the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not naming names, but we have had people um, who you know brave as can be you get suited up with your harness they make it to the rooftop and they say i can't do this and so we have an incredibly trained ropes crew who actually can lower you to the ground so you literally don't have to do anything but sit in the harness <laughs> and, um, isn't that what you're doing anyway you're just leaning against the building uh feet against the building you're actually sitting back in your harness uh -huh. which that moment like I've done this, right? Mm -hmm. Once before when I was a part of the media, I was invited to be part of the VIP night. So we have two um, separate sort of occasions where the repelling happens. Thursday, August 26th is our VIP media night. And when I participated, I was, you know, excited. I got up to the eighth floor where we do our staging and then eventually went up to do my training on the rooftop. And after I did my training, I felt like, oh, yeah, I got this. I understand. I've got my my carabiners and my my hand is you know sort of gripping the rope and there's this moment you're on the roof there are maybe three or four techs with you who have walked you through all the guidelines and safety measures and stuff like that and they are safely on the roof but what you have to do as the repeller is step over that precipice the ledge and that's the moment when you're most alone you realize mm. you're the only one out there and you have to you have to tap into your own sense of trust, I mm -hmm. think. But more than that, I think it really connects us to our mission at the Victory Center. You have to understand that being brave isn't necessarily a choice. Sometimes it's something that's thrust upon us by life and the circumstances that we're in. And um, yeah, so you choose bravery. And um, you know, once you're on your own over there, you really just have to trust everything that you've learned and, and go for it. And that it I think is a really special moment. And it's the perfect parallel for what we do at the Victory Center. It um, reminds me of, of what we do in the community for homelessness. Like we have a pit count every year. And part of that pit mm -hmm. count is the nighttime count. And those are volunteers that are out working from 10 o'clock at night until 3 a.m. Going to the different encampments, engaging with the homeless to mm -hmm. see what their needs are. But you have to, you know, you're go it's cold and it's raining and it can be dangerous, but it's like you're getting a, a real life humbling experience as to what, uh, you know, the, the day in the life of somebody who's homeless. It's really um, eye opening. Maybe you can work with the Victory Center and they can give you a bird's eye view from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And you can be <laughs> 16 stories up and you can be like one, 
two, less dangerous. Le I, I also do not love heights. <laughs> Kimberly, so how, how does the money get raised? Explain that if you could. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you asked that. Oh, yes. Okay, so every individual who registers to go over the edge is personally responsible for raising $1,000. Uh, that covers the cost of bringing in this team of experts from Canada, uh, all the rigging, the equipment, the, the celebration that sort of surrounds the event. So every individual does their own fundraising. We are there to help and support you through the process. So if you're not sure what to do, we can help you sort of connect the dots and figure out who's in your network who can help you get to that $1,000 threshold. The first 85 people who get to $1,000 get to go over the edge. We do have limitations on it because it's a single day and it takes a lot for each individual to go through it. Mm. Um, then we have open donations and we have sponsorships. We've been supported by some amazing committees and um, businesses in the community who really want to reach out to us and say, we want to say yes to cancer patients. We never want to say no to something that a cancer patient needs. Um, so Prometica is our presenting sponsor this year. We also have folks who've sponsored by putting their logos on different items, our swag bags, and then for everyone who raises over $1,500 as an individual, uh, those people get the GoPro camera on the wow. helmet. Uh, so as sort of a, you know, a, a, a good little story to tell along <laughs> with some supporting evidence, they get to take a flash drive with a video of their descent uh, as a souvenir. That's pretty cool. Target should be a sponsor. Target? <laughs> That's with, pretty cool. With the bullseye on the ground. Eric, who are you gonna who are you gonna donate to? I'm sorry. I'm gonna donate to the incomparable Wayne Newman this year. Yeah, I, I can't. you are. I am. Who's, is that is that your husband? It's my dad. Uh, Wayne Newman. Her wonderful oh, that's right, that's dad. Right. Her wonderful, lovely, kind, sweet dad. Kimberly, Aww. besides this this legendary human that you're related to, who who are some of the other uh, notable people that will be going over the edge? <laughs> So on Friday, we have Main Repel Day, which is open to anyone and everyone. I want to specifically call out Nicole Reemsnyder, who has done so much fundraising that she herself could sponsor another repeller. Um, she is our top fundraiser as of right now. She may walk away with one of our top fundraising prizes. We've gotten donations from Souk uh, for a dinner for 10 Ooh. wine pairings. Oh, we love that gift. And then we also have a prize for the top team, which is a ride on the Sandpiper for 30 people. Um, we have Tony Geftos from 13 ABC repelling. We have Bream Alaska from MBC24. She is. Yes, she is. And she should She's do it in her wedding dress. That wedding ring. I'm so excited for her. <laughs> she should do it in her dress. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Actually, last year, we had a couple repel side by side and then get married when they reach the ground. Oh, damn it. That's sweet. It was really cute. Um, who else do we have? A couple of higher ups and medical professionals that are on our medical advisory board uh, from Mercy, from Carmanos and ProMedica um, and uh, board members of the Victory Center who have been excellent leaders and super supportive. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, where can people, other than just Googling the Victory Center, where would you su suggest people go to, one, find out more about what the Victory Center offers, but mm -hmm. also about Over the Edge? 
Thank you. Yeah. So over the edge, uh, we've established a website that has been the same for years now, which I'm really proud of because it's always the same dashboard that you can sort of land on for information. It's OTE for the number four victory.org OTE for victory.org. We have a Facebook group where folks are sharing fundraising tips, ideas, and really just memories of their own experiences in the past. And then the victorycenter.org is where you can find out more about our organization. If you know someone who has recently been diagnosed with cancer or is going through that journey alone and they don't know where to turn, please send them our way. We'll do a welcome orientation and we will get them the services they need. Awesome. Um, have you, have you reached out to anybody here, any of my other Cumulus people here for the morning shows like Denny or Lynn and Cliff or anybody? Yeah, I put out feelers to almost everyone. So. Did, they, did they say anything? Mm-mm. All no, right. I'm still waiting for responses. I'll rock that email for you. <laughs> Do you have, yeah, if you want to, I can send you something and then you can forward it to them. I'll just tell them that they need to have you on. That's usually the way of going, getting things done here. <laughs> <laughs> My usual diplomacy. Well, thanks for the time. And uh, at the very Yay. least, I will, I'll come out and watch. And uh, root for, I, maybe I'll root for Tony Geftos to have a harrowing incident and, and be saved <laughs> foot off the ground. No, I, I, I'm holding back some of the cooler things because I want it to be more of a reveal later on. Um, but That's we really nice. are trying to create such a party atmosphere. We have the Imagination Station coming out to do demos in the morning. We have a lunchtime concert from Arctic Clam. We have the UT cheerleaders are bringing their entire squad out to cheer for people as they come down. And then... Um, oh, I want to go. It's, I mean, it's just going to be a party. We're going to set up Ooh. a Blinko board that my boss's husband is building from scratch. And then we have a Best of Toledo raffle basket. So for every chip you drop on the Plinko board, you get tickets to put into the raffle basket. We have cornhole. We have big Jenga. Wow. Um, we have a guy making balloon animals. <laughs> we could pay. We could play people Plinko. Uh, instead of repelling, we can just like <laughs> drop them down the side of the building. God, That's Eric. Uh, can we get? Can we get the good judge Nicole instead of performing? Can we get her in her robe to descend? Oh uh, my gosh. You know, I haven't actually asked her to repel, but that's a great idea. Yeah, in in the get the get her honor or whatever yeah. how in in, in the robe too. <laughs> Very awesome. cool. Well, Kimberly, yeah. thanks for the time. Keep me updated, and we'll we'll keep putting the word out. Okay. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Bye. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Love you so much. Bye.